Monopoly. Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. I have with me for the second time a very special guest, CM Quinn. How are you doing today? Yeah, pretty good. It's a little bit hot where we are at the moment, so it's peak, peak summer out here, and yeah, we've had a few really scorching hot days, so. I'm envious. We just got, like, I just shoveled yesterday two feet of snow, and then it was, my driveway is about um, 18 feet uh, wide and 38 feet long, so my body, it feels like I got beat up yesterday, so. Definitely, that's, that's, definitely. That's, that's, <laughs> I think, like, where we hit forty two or forty three Celsius yesterday, oh, so that's wow. like well over. Oh, I apologize for anyone that's actually really good at conversions, but I think it's like over a hundred and ten. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like Phoenix. I was in, living in Phoenix, Arizona. That's like that kind of time. <laughs> that kind of temperature, like that kind of time zone. I do feel like um, I feel better in the heat than the cold. I feel like the cold just like drives me nuts, but. Well, look, I'm, I'm loving it. I live out in Western Australia now and it's a very dry desert heat. And yeah, I'm yeah. loving the heat for, and I'm with the exception of where I am at the moment, because I'm visiting some family that are out in the outback. Um, oh, that I'm in like three years because of border restrictions. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but where I'm actually living at at the moment, it's like right smack on the beach, so. Oh, that's really can't cool. complain. So some of the best, some of the best beaches in Australia, and I will, I will stand by that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard that, especially for that area. That's really cool. Uh, so really, for this second uh, interview and for our interview for February, she wrote, I was just really interested to get updates on, you know, how the book launch went, uh, things yeah. like that. So for that first question, so just give us a little update on how the book launched, how it's been doing. Uh, just kind of like a quick description of that like little process there. I know it's a lot, but <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> how did it go sorry. in general? So the book the book launch itself went really well. Um, did pretty solid with pre-orders for both paperback and ebook, and did pretty solid for me for that first month um, through KDP as well. Um, I knew it was going to slow off because within a few days, like a few days prior to the launch, like I got the news that I was moving all the way across the country and that essentially I had five weeks to do a move and quarantine and all of that. Um, so that was an insane. So I, I like predictably, and again, I'm not really that shocked. Like my KDP reads and my purchases have like really dropped off probably in the past two or three weeks, but I'm kind of copying that loss, like just cause I'm in the middle of a move and settling in and all of that. But the launch itself went, like about as a little bit better than I was expecting and um in the past week though I've actually got my first past two weeks I've actually started getting uh reviews on Amazon so that's oh, cool. been exciting and like yeah, yeah. I've now got a couple of from people that I don't know that I have no connection with or asked to ever read the book so cool. just start getting those reviews was uh pretty exciting yeah yeah I'm a little bummed because I got it and then I I've been so slammed right now and like it's life's just been crazy and the weather hasn't helped. So all my reading time has been devoted to driving and getting the cars out. Uh, but you're on my list uh, for February, she wrote. So I got uh, Tilda uh, uh, Cole Holt and then with Northern Wrath. And then I got yours and I'll probably have enough time for one more person's uh, for this month. So I'm going to actually, you're in my lineup for the first five um, for book reviews for our channel. Yeah. I had a lot of people ask for those. So, and I do have to say, I saw a lot of people um, a lot of my friends and people who uh, have bought your book and um, maybe oh. they haven't read it yet, but they've definitely been, you know, uh, either got it physically. The physical copies just look absolutely amazing, I have to say. It looks awesome on Kindle, but 
the physical copies just look absolutely amazing on people's hands. So I know I have a couple, of, I think there were three of them. So you should have at least three paperback sales. Um, and then, yeah, I know a lot of people got them on Kindle. So a lot of people have been sharing them, particularly uh, the last two weeks. So I hope that, you know, starts to climb for you, particularly with reviews. So. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm I'm really hoping on, but I'm not too stressed. And I think this year, at least probably for the first six months, going to be pretty slow for marketing. So I'm just going to, you know, more just happily just wear a little bit of a loss with with sales and stuff. And like, it's not my main source of income, so I'm not yeah, yeah. stressing on it. My priority is because I'm doing training for a new job and the next six months is just going to be disgustingly intense for that. So. Yeah, yeah. Like I've written all my drafts for the year oh, nice. for the book for all the books that are due for release this year. So those drafts are done. And really the only stuff that I probably will start to write drafts for this year are books that are due at the end of next year. So I've got like eight, eight months to do drafts. So yeah, yeah. That's our trying to kind of stockpile. <laughs> yeah, I, I say that, but I'm trying not to get too distracted because I know the second, the second I'm like, oh yeah, I've got 18 months. Suddenly I've got six months to write a draft. And I'm like, where did it go? Yeah, like, what, yeah. what happened with all the time? Yep, yep. Even a year, I feel like like I was like 11 months for draft one. I was like, God, I thank God I'm on my own time and not someone else's because life was just like, nope, this person you know has COVID. This person you know, you know, got in a car accident needs help. It was just like, it was all over the place. So I definitely, I definitely understand that feeling. It goes really quickly. So especially 11 months. Oh God. And even like I was, <laughs> I had dodged getting COVID this whole, whole pandemic. And the second I get on a plane and I go into quarantine and I get my first test because um, Western Australia still has a two work quarantine mm. requirement coming in and you'd have to get a test on day one. And yeah, I got the call like the next day. They're like, yeah, you've got COVID. And I'm like, really? Oh. So yeah, but look, I was fine. I had all yeah, my yeah. shots. So I, yeah. I, I, cruised, I cruised through it and yeah. disgusting amount of writing and editing. And my brain was pretty fried at the end of two yeah, weeks. Yeah. That's what quite a few people I know, authors that have had it recently, who like had the booster especially were just like, whatever. Like they just literally just got work done the whole time. And I was like, that that must be really nice. <laughs> like, but I was like, I also don't want anybody to have COVID. So I was like, I'd rather just get a vacation. But yeah, it's nice that you got some some stuff done there. I'm glad you're feeling better though, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, heaps, heaps better. I mean, like I only had sniffles and a little yeah, bit of yeah. cough and oh, I, was, that's I was pretty pretty yeah. cruise through it. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um so I'm glad to know that, you know, that, you know, the launch went well. Uh, so what are some things that you think, obviously you had a really crazy schedule, um, but yeah. what are some things that you think worked really well for you? Like if you had to pick like three things, what are three things that worked really well for your launch, for you personally? So the fact that I did, I mean, again, it's sort of very much up to individuals. Um, I did really well with pre-orders. Um, I found pre-orders really helped. Um, did a little bit of marketing, uh, which again, helped quite a bit and obviously doing podcasts as well so I think this is now the third one that I've done oh, cool. um, which worked out really well and just getting out there and actually talking to people um, not being afraid to sort of you know mention it to friends and that um, who I kind of all thought that they, were, they would just like read that they would just like buy the book and just like never read it but yeah. um, everyone's actually been really good and everyone's cool. actually reading it and enjoying it so I was like yes I'm, awesome. I'm doing yeah mm-hmm. so that was so look, those worked really well. Um, yeah, look, it was my first one, so it was it was a bit of a 
bit of a rough bit of a rough launch, but I kind of accepted that and I was just like, oh, I just need to get my foot in the door, first book out, and I'll worry about trying to perfect a launch yeah. later and figure out that and figure out the kinks. So yeah, getting there. I, I do have to say though, just in terms of like things I thought you did well, I absolutely loved your cover. Um, I absolutely loved the blurb. Um, I just felt like, you know, going through, um, you know, like what we talked about and stuff. And then I went through a little bit of the first few pages. Uh, I felt like you got, you have a really good product. So particularly when yeah. you're going for book two, um, you know, for the trilogy or whatever, or whatever you do in that world, you know, I just think that we just talked with a couple of people the last few weeks, um, about, you know, putting out a really good product, particularly, you know, now and particularly with the first book, um, and I had actually talked to a few people about your book before we got recording. Uh, and they had also mentioned, so I do want to mention that three different people who don't know you actually did see your book um, and thought the same thing, that the cover looked amazing, the blurb looked amazing. Uh, and they said that they actually had gotten it on Kindle, which I was thought was really cool. So I did want to share that Aww. with you. Uh, so it wasn't just yeah, me. Uh, yeah, so that was really neat. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. So I just want to give you that compliment. Um, I haven't had anybody else. Uh, for a book one, um, anybody come on and say that. And they actually mentioned your name uh, before we got recording, which was really cool. You were like one of two people that they mentioned, but those people had had books out for a while. Uh, so for, you know, for this book launch, I feel like that's a success. So I just wanted to yeah. share that with you. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, you also, for us, were top five uh, for episodes of all time for the amount of people oh, that talked awesome. on YouTube, uh, Spotify, and RSS if you add all three. And I think you might have edged out recently um, where you're number four out of five out of 33. Um, and oh. Episode 34. Uh, so just wanted to share that with you. I thought that was really cool. Uh, so I hope that that helps, you know, with some of the things that went well. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was cool. Um, so what do you, what would you say a couple things, maybe like three things, two or three things that didn't work as well? Obviously, uh, I think timing was a huge factor for me and certainly it's something I'm going into this year with a lot more timing and a lot more of a lead up marketing wise so <laughs> like book two was was already written by draft by November last year um I've done a little bit of edit developmental work and it's currently with beta readers at the moment so oh, cool. you know the paperback advanced copies I'm hoping to have by really as early as probably July, maybe cool. August at the latest. So the book's probably not coming out till about October-ish, but again, that will largely depend on my very unpredictable schedule this year. Um, so I'm just trying to give myself a lot more months leading up to it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I guess more I'm looking at sort of marketing strategies and giving myself a little bit more breathing time um, and more time just to, yeah, time time is like the biggest factor at the mm -hmm. moment and just trying to work out the kinks a bit more and, you know, going into this, I guess, you know, two other things would be just planning a little bit more, a little bit neater um, and actually just giving myself a lot more breathing room when things inevitably, inevitably go wrong or yeah, something, yeah. I get hiccups in copies and stuff. Um, and obviously I have to sort of, budget a little bit better this year a little bit more carefully just because i got two books coming out from yeah, two, yeah. obviously book two and book one of another series so oh, that's exciting. yeah just planning 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 which again is just where i fell short last year and yeah. i knew that so 
we're getting we're getting there. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm prepping a bit more. So yeah, it's just a bit frustrating at the moment because I my furniture and my car um, are currently stuck in South Australia because of floods oh, flood damage yeah, yeah. to train tracks. So um, I don't. I'm, like I'm staying with a friend of the family at the moment and all of that, but I don't have an office, which is why if anyone goes to my website at the moment, there's no books available for sale because it's all in storage and I, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I can't get to any of it. So yeah. we did put in an order a couple of weeks ago for some extra stock. So I might have some stock available in February, late February. Um, so hopefully get some stock back on the website um, but I think that's only 10 copies. So if anyone is interested, hopefully do a restock at the end of February. And But there'll only be about 10 copies. So mm -hmm. get in fast if you want those copies. Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, the remaining 16 copies I had from the initial order last year are available. So again, running yeah, pretty low on stock. So I sold most of the paperbacks off the website last year, which was really good as well. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super cool. Well, you'll definitely have to keep us in mind. I know you have a crazy schedule, even if it's last minute, you know, with, you know, the next two books, like keep us in mind and, you know, I'll, I'll pitch you in whenever, you know, works for your schedule, yeah. even if it's, you know, on short notice, that way we can at least, you know, help you out. You see, so you can at least plan to come back here, you know, and we'll work yeah. whatever schedule uh, works for well, you at those points. Well, look, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm hoping to release, and I guess this is very very tentative date so please don't want to actually hold me to account mm -hmm. on this um so if all the editing and final copying and proofreading and all that goes well for book two i might release it as early as september and then the plan is to release um the other book um release that about a month of, about a month apart so again i'm you know, whenever to see, I like how two. that works for you because a lot of people have had a lot of success with that uh, so I'm, I'd be really interested to do like a before and yeah. after review. That'd be really cool. Well, there's there's not a lot of reason for me to sort of have a, a large gap between the two books because both drafts are done. Yeah. Um, book two is obviously with develop with with some beta readers at the moment and getting really good feedback with that. So that's been really positive. Um, and I'm on probably like the last five chapters of the developmental edit for my sapphic fantasy. Um, to hopefully get that to beta readers in the next week, but I keep saying that, but uh, <laughs> I'll get there. Hopefully finish that. Oh, look, maybe today or tomorrow. Um, Cause it's, it's like the last five chapters are pretty short. It's all like the last action scene. And then, uh, yeah, that, sh that shouldn't take too long to get through. Yeah, yeah. Mercifully, not a lot of changes are required so much for this. I haven't had to do as much cutting, but also it's a lot smaller, like, Book two at the moment is at about 165,000 words. Okay. So it's about 50,000 words bigger than book one. And this other project, it's only about 75, 80,000 words. So it's a lot smaller. Yeah. Um, so if anyone finds my current series a bit too big for them, yeah. uh, I do have a sapphic series coming out, uh, which is, well, book one will be smaller, but knowing me, book two for that will probably be bigger. Yeah. It's a good strategy, I, though. It's, I, I've seen people do that, you know, like, um, you know, just to get certain people, because some people, right, are like, oh, I only want to read 350 pages or whatever. And, you know, I know at certain times available to my schedule where I pick those kinds of books and those kinds of yeah. stuff. But like, I have seen people specifically do that for marketing, you know, where yeah. one series is a little bit bigger, maybe an epic fantasy or a little bit smaller, but still bigger than, you know, your 75,000 words. And then 
you know, they go over with another series and they, you know, like kind of like Will White's Cradle where they're smaller, oh, but, you know? Yeah, you know what I mean? And then I just think it's it's interesting to see. And I've heard people where, you know, then you get two corners of the market, right? And then they're doing some Audible. So you get one whole market over here with Audible, one for your longer, you know, series. It might be even like fantasy and fantasy and then smaller, yeah. you know, shorter series of books, um, you know, maybe just a few more like, uh, you know, where they even, I've seen some people even do that with the duologies and stuff like that and then do another set. But yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting to see how, you know, your sales go one versus the other. It's it's definitely going to be interesting because both, both series kind of target very different, both, like both books do at the end of the day, both have queer characters. It's just my more sapphic one is obviously focuses more on the relationship between two two female characters um and there is out of the four main cast like none of them are straight for that one so that series is much more sort of queer centric as the characters um whereas my other character my other my dragon series does have queer characters but i wouldn't necessarily call it again it's falls more under the category of a like a high fantasy kind of series because that's just the nature of the plot and sort of yeah, yeah. how it all goes so yeah it's two two very different ones but um yeah really exciting to hopefully yeah get both out this year and I think it's just a relief that I have both drafts done and I'm just yeah. like yes I give you credit because my work has been killing me and I to the point where I like had to stop my draft two of my first novel and I just decided to go to a different idea just to kind of take a break so I definitely give you credit for all your craziness and, and getting all those oh, done. look it, it helped definitely that um I wrote most of that sapphic book I actually wrote probably about well I wrote the 50,000 words for nano so I pretty much wrote majority oh. of the book during nano oh, nice. um, and then I finished it off during uh when I was in quarantine and I really only had to write another you know 25 yeah, yeah. thousand words for that and I did that over about three or four days oh, nice. um so I finished a draft off of that but I'm happy that both are in a fairly good state and hopefully get book two off to carry my editor in April I think I've got her booked so that's awesome getting there yeah um yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually keen to have an office again so hopefully once my stuff whenever it arrives I'll actually be able to have an office set up you know bookshelves and be able to do yeah. you know a bit more TikTok and a bit more filming and a bit more marketing stuff but at the moment I'm currently just bouncing between houses and it's really hard to get in the mood I would say like I have to even if I go to my house I have three different spots that if one doesn't work I'll go to it's like my desk doesn't work I'll go to my office and then it's over on the side or we moved it. So it's like yeah. a couple of chairs I like to go into, but my books are all there. So I, sometimes I look yeah. at the books and then I have uh, our, we got a brand new couch. It's just so comfortable and everything. My wife redid everything. It looks great. And it just has a nice, she's got like different lighting and stuff. Now it's very feng shui. And I've been just clicking away on the keys there. Yeah. I, I have three different spots I can write in our house. And, you know, if I get bored, I can go to, one of our coffee shops I got a spot so I, I definitely feel you I just when I travel I feel like I don't get as much done because I, I I don't feel it you know yeah. I have to be in the spot to feel it so I definitely understand that it's hard when you're yeah well, I'm, I'm definitely giving myself yeah that's why I'm giving myself at least 12 months to write this third book this year um and even that might be a bit of a push so potentially book three might be not be out till like probably December again next year and that that just comes down to I 
will not have as much time to do as much aggressive writing. Like I wrote book two in like three and a half months last year. And most of that was because I just had a lot of spare time with work and, you know, the stars aligned with just having a lot of spare time in general. Mm -hmm. So I was able to do larger blocks of writing and burn myself out, which is why I didn't touch the book for like a month and a half for editing. So I feel like so many people like myself can relate to that. <laughs> um, so you talked a little bit about what you would do differently next time, uh, you know, like some things like work-wise. Would there be anything in particular, um, like maybe one or two things that like you definitely have heard about that you want to try for your next book launch? Like would so you try to promo a couple things differently? Um, I, I, I want to do much more of a lead-in and I had this, a really good discussion with my editor who's amazing because half the time we just spitball ideas and you know she can sort of she'll see a few of my little like ranting struggling screaming into the void tweets and she's like do you need like do you need a hand do you need to talk about anything and so you know we talked about marketing strategies and she was right and you know her daughter sort of came into the into the conversation in terms of because my audience who I write with and sort of myself and is much more geared to that younger 20s kind of audience, um, which is why we discussed that I will get back into TikTok and what ways in accordance with TikTok's current algorithms would work better. Um, And I've completely cut away Instagram now. I'm probably going to delete that account because... I can't get anything on that one, I swear. Like I'd probably gotten like, it says I've gotten 50 followers in like a year, but it's not. It's like I've probably gotten like maybe 15 it's like I post yeah. I, I'm just over it. I get you. It's like, I don't know, ever since the late early summer, they changed the algorithms for that. And Twitter, yeah. Twitter's starting to get it better again. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't know what to do on it now. Like I try and try and I can't get it to work. So I definitely understand that. Um, yeah. So I gave up with Instagram and I mainly just got really bored and annoyed with the constant, like I'd put a post up and then I would get all these people commenting, but it would be like, oh, let me review my let me review your book. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But those ones are like, um, I, I would have to pay them. Yeah. Um, which really apparently sets off some red flags with yeah. Amazon. Cause Amazon doesn't like paid reviews. Yeah. Like they don't like to find out that the reviews you're on your book are because you have like the author has paid someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've stayed steered clear of that. Um, Twitter's actually been weird. I, I put up two weirdly, like, kind of like, yeah, I'm supporting indie authors, kind of like, you know, trying to hype other indie authors up. And I put two tweets up like that. And they went, I'd say viral, viral for me. Um, I had one, and I think it's still going after like a week, but it's like 1,200 likes. And oh, that's awesome. See, I can't get past like 10 lately. No matter what I do, I'm just like, it's crazy. Well, that was. <laughs> Because my my friend who's also on Twitter, we tested the theory as well. So she put up put up a very similar tweet, very similar wording. She's got three thousand followers, um, and very little very little activity. And yet, I put up one tweet, and I think at that point I had about three hundred and fifty followers. And within the space of a week, and me doing those two tweets, like I'm now at eight hundred and five followers. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. So Let I had these. Weird, yeah didn't translate into a lot of sales which again I I'm not really on Twitter to market in terms of getting my book for sales because it's just it's not the platform yeah no to to produce sales it's 
more networking for my sake and me meeting other authors and you know meeting gentlemen and meeting like podcast people like yourself yeah, and yeah. sort of it's kind of like the water cooler like of the internet yeah. you know rather than being people that yeah like being uh customers it's more co-workers I would say like in terms of the yeah. community stuff like that and certainly through that and you know I've joined um another discord server which was really good and it's called published 2022 um and that one is really good I cannot remember I actually um found it because I followed the creator on TikTok and they basically created a discord server to help indie authors be able to self-publish in a year so to speak so basically oh, they cool. break down the year into into four blocks and it's like you're outlining um your outlining plan outlining writing editing and publishing um and there's like 600 people on this um on this like server and it's really good and a lot of people to talk to writing tips um cool. it's probably one of like I usually avoid big servers because I find them very overwhelming, but this one's been pretty good and very friendly and very easy to use. So obviously I'm not really following their schedule because I've obviously wrote all my drafts pretty much at the end of last year. So I'm going into 2022 really just editing, um, publishing and, and, and marketing by the middle of the year. But that's just a timeline that works better for me in terms of the scheme of things. So yeah, yeah. That's cool though. I, I I would think I told you I was on one and it was really helpful for the writing sprints in particular, like yeah. I and I, and then this one a female author, like the three of us just seem to have the, you know, the same schedule. And I mean, it definitely helped. I don't think, I, I mean, I know I wouldn't have gotten through the middle part, which was, I think the hardest part of my draft one for book one. Like I was just slugging away and this guy was like, Oh, just come on. And then this other author, she's like, yeah, like we've been doing this for a couple of weeks now. Like let's just, we want three people because it would give you like the first place, second place, third place trophy kind of thing. And yeah. I like stuff like that, you know, like it's, it's fun for me to, to be the one that it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's, <laughs> you know, it's definitely very competitive. Um, yeah. One of the servers that I sprint very regularly on, it becomes as like this little joke between me and, and one of the other um, people on there and she'll come on and I'll be like, yeah, I'm doing so well. And she'll come on and, I swear to God, she's like, oh, I'm writing really slow at the moment. And there'll be times when she is like, she's writing slower. And then there'll be days where she's like, yeah, I wrote 9,000 words today. I'm like, <laughs> like, I hate you. Like we'll be doing sprints and I'll get like, I'll be proud that I got like 40 words per minute. And she's like 55, 60 words per minute. I'm just like, ah, uh, yes. But then there'll be days where I'll write faster than her and we'll sort of compete on word counts and stuff, but it's very friendly and she's, absolutely amazing to sprint with it's like a like I, I always, partner, you know <laughs> oh like as soon as i jump online and i start sprinting um and i see that she's popped online i'll like tag her straight away and i'll be like you sprinting and she's like ah oh, fine give me a second yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll get her document so it's it's really good she's amazing to work with so yeah i do recommend that to our audience like if you can find somebody you know on one of the servers in particular you know with the same schedule as you i i i told the you know the one guy in particular i'm like I want to say his name so you can give me permission but um you know like he was I told him I was like you were very helpful and he called me out I'd be like hey you're on here like why aren't we sprinting together like let's just <laughs> do it and like literally it was probably almost a month I guess it was probably six weeks seven weeks and I mean it was like every day then I'd sprint with him once he'd win and I'd just get warmed up and I'd do the next one 
And then he was just like busting through. I think he was at like a 220,000 like epic fantasy, like word fantasy. And I wasn't and was like, come on. Yeah. I'm just like, and he, I mean, he'd be like on his 40th sprint that day. Like it was just crazy. And I'd be like, what do you at? He's like, oh, I'm at like 6,500 words. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, I'll try and sprint with you for an hour and do four of them. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely like, you know, he was like, I, I, you know, I figured he's been on here for a while. And if I was on three and having trouble, he'd be like, oh, let's just do one more. And I'm like, well, I have to at least do four because he's on like 44 or 45 sprints for the day. So you're like, I need to, I need to at least look like I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I had to at least look professional and like pretend, you know, like stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. very helpful. Um, oh, man, you said something and somebody was just talking about this. I'm blanking. We, uh, we, we both off on a tangent. Yeah. Well, I think it's good though, because we don't talk like you I think you're the only. Oh, no. Okay. So, um, so I do have to also say I got two um, people from, I believe, your Discord. So it was Heather Smith and um, Susanna Evans. And then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. I we Somebody convinced Susanna to join it as well, yeah. Yeah, someone else, I'm totally like right now, if it's Courtney or who, but somebody else was either in your group or saw yours and then asked me. So I got three interviews from yours, so thank you very much. And they were all really helpful, just like yours. So I got four great interviews, and then this makes five out of just our first one. Uh, when you mentioned- Yeah, we're, we're, we're a busy little server, but like if anyone is listening, um, and does want to join some really good writing Discord servers, please like hit me up on Twitter because again, I'm probably easier to contact on there. Um, and I'm happy to direct you to a few that we're on because we're always happy for for new uh, for new victims for our readings and um, <laughs> and for you know a bit of beta reading and, and if you need beta readers and stuff, there's a few that um few people that are available for beta reading and stuff, which is really handy, especially if you can't afford. In myself can't afford to pay like 50 people to beta read a book yeah, so yeah. what's well, the problem too like uh michael r fletcher was just talking on wizards warriors and words i guess about two weeks ago um with all those guys were and then but like him and uh i think it was dirk ashton both said like you know like beta readers i think we talked about this too last time like beta readers are really hard to find right particularly good beta readers and beta readers you pay aren't always the best so yeah you know like Michael R. Fletcher talked about finding you know particular like three to five you know solid fans you could send stuff to you know or advanced reader copies stuff like that you know who are always liking your stuff or whatever and if you can find them and they end up being good beta readers they had suggested doing that sort of thing rather than paying yeah. uh, and I did hear quite a few people talk the last about three weeks or four yeah. weeks have been since then. And I've, I've heard that quite a bit. So I do think that that's an interesting uh, point that you bring up. So I do think that that, you know, people would find that very helpful. I think what's been sort of a very, uh, a little bit of an unexpected, again, I probably should have seen this coming. Um, so I've got really good beta readers, but then obviously with book two at the moment, not all of them are available. So I'm mm. kind of working with a, a little bit smaller of a pool with book two at the moment. Um, I've got two at the moment that are really good and they'll do the pre-editor read-throughs and stuff. And then I think some of the others that aren't immediately available should be available, hopefully post-editor pre-formatting. So uh, hopefully they're available as well. So yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna start reaching out a little bit further to get beta readers for my sapphic one. So if anyone isn't interested in reading a sapphic fantasy, please let me know. Um, we will be looking for beta readers for that one and hopefully advanced copies for arc readers for both of them is 
last year when I did the ebook file for book one, um, I did it in a KDP file, which is great when you're loading it straight onto Amazon. Yeah. However, KDP files, you can't give them away like you would an EPUB file yeah, for yeah. ARC readers. So that's why there was no, all the ARC readers that I had for book one were people that had access to like the pre-formatted copy. Um, we are rectifying that with my formatter at the moment. So we're going mm -hmm. back and she's um, amending that. So we'll have an EPUB version of book one um, to send out for, I wouldn't say ARC readers because it's not really advanced anymore. The book's already yeah. out there, but there will be some free copies that'll be available through that as well. Um, like to be able to read through like book funnel and stuff, which is, I'm doing that. And also short stories as part of my newsletter, just wow. to tide people over between book one and book two, because I'm already having people, they're like, when's book two available? I'm like, it's still got to get edited. Like it is a, <laughs> It is a process. It's yeah, not a quick yeah. process. Yeah. Uh, wow. So you said two great things here. So one, I just want to point out to our audience because um, we have some people, you know, right around in between you and me and maybe getting to that stage, right? And I do think it's important because I keep forgetting that too to really get those formats, right? Because um, yeah. I have a couple of people that tried sending me those and I, I don't know if that, what the issue was. I'm guessing that's what it was. Um, and even though I had Kindle, it still wasn't like downloading. Right. Um, I thought, oh, I think one was, um, Jeffrey Spate for Paladin Unbound. So I felt bad. Yeah. Jeff's like trying to send it to me and I'm trying to read it as soon as I can. And it was like, it was just taking forever, um, to figure out formatting. Um, and I felt really bad cause I just know it's my phone, <laughs> you know, it's an Android. And it's just, for some reason, other people did that to me too. I can't remember who the other two authors were. And it just like, was not working. Oh, uh, Christopher G. Brenning. So then he had to send it to me on Google Play and Nook wasn't working. It's was just like a mess. So I know sometimes that, you know, that could really halt the process. So just for yeah. people to think about that. But um, oh, yeah. Like, like peak tip to, to look at um, like book funnels really good. Yeah. Again, it protects authors a little bit more as well. Because obviously, you know, we upload it to book funnel and then we provide the readers with like a special code. So then they can then access the file and, and read from there. Um, it's a lot better. So yeah, it's, it's so much better. And hopefully once I send out February's newsletter, um, there'll be the first short story um, titled The Last Queen. So that will hopefully, if I can get the link sorted, that'll be available so people can read the short story. Like it's very short. It's only like people don't freak out. Like just because I write ginormous <laughs> Um, this should, I think this short story is only like 1600 words. Like it's really yeah. only like two scenes. Um, no, every time guys. <laughs> so don't panic. It's, it's shorter than you would think. Um, some of them might be longer. I've got like five or six planned out, um, between now and sort oh, of when cool. the book is released. So hopefully one a month, short stories are easy to write. Yeah. And now that, now that I have got, um, I did download a formatter's program and paid for it and it's really good and it's on my laptop which is currently out in the living room at the moment um and I can't remember what it's called I'm actually drawing a blank but there we go so my sapphic one I'll be formatting myself because this program is like super easy to use oh, that's cool. oh Atticus, Atticus oh, is what yeah, yeah yeah oh that's yeah. Really cool. oh my god I because I jokingly well I tested the sapphic um, file on it and just started making some tweaks and actually having a play with the program so it cost me i think 120 us 
don't quote me specifically on the price, but it was about that. Um, really good for formatting and yeah. super easy to use um, yeah. if you are formatting specifically. But you can actually see what the book looks like in both paperback oh, that's cool. and your ebook form because remember, yeah. you will need two different files if you're going to be publishing through ebook and paperback because it's two different files and it gets laid out differently as well. I hope the audience is taking notes because we got a lot of really great. I know maybe it doesn't seem like it because if you're not at that point, but this is a lot of really great stuff that you definitely, definitely need to know. So if you're confused and you're not at that spot yet, I know I've had that. I've gone back to some of Lindsay Brokers and Joe Lalo's um, uh, earlier podcasts. And now that I'm at a certain point, I understand more what they're talking about. So make sure you definitely are saving this one. Uh, if you need to for later, come back and then you'll actually yeah. understand. It's almost like you understand the alphabet and then come back and learn the language. So, but oh, it's all really good stuff. So, for sure. And again, I'm always open to people DMing me on Twitter and asking questions. I've had a few people reach out and they're just like, I just want to pick your brain about um, Amazon. Again, I'm not the most experienced, but I'm happy to sort of, mm. you know, help with, you know, little bits and pieces, ISBNs, um, different file formats and stuff, programs that I found helped me. And then others that were a complete unmitigated disaster because um, I was trying to find programs to help me learn formatting because oh, yeah. I'm an absolute pleb at this. I will still retain my formatter for my whole Dragon series because I like what she's done. Yeah. Um, and just to create just create that bit of uniformity. And also, I do not want to try and replicate what she's done oh, yeah. myself. <laughs> I don't have Photoshop skills. I don't need that. Like, they'll... You got enough to worry about, you know, with the different books and everything, like just the writing part, let alone doing all that stuff. Like it is, it, oh, is, it is nicer when you can do it and do it well yourself. But I just think that, you know, um, I guess, you know, like for our audience, like just be careful of what you're doing at first. I've heard a lot of people recently talk about this, like not trying to do too much yourself. So, you know, obviously it's, it just comes down to budget too, right? And who you can find really, you know, good yeah. people to help you and stuff like that. But Atticus is really good I got put onto that because one of the authors I follow on TikTok um, she works with a very constrained budget um, and she's like you know formatters formatters are really good and obviously I use I'm looking at doing one myself and then obviously paying my formatter this year um, but it's it can save you a bit of money like yeah. formatting for me might be two maybe three hundred dollars um, to get both books and files and all pretty and sorted yeah, with all the images cover, and the same right? Right? Yeah. um whereas for my other series you know i'm i'm the book isn't broken up into like four acts like or three acts like book one is so i don't need to do you know mm. images for those chap yeah. uh, for those part breaks and stuff so i can save a bit of money there and yeah um oh only because i didn't know this and again it was in the fine print but I don't read the fine print as much as I probably should. Um, but if you're doing Amazon files, once the file actually gets over a certain size, um, you actually get slightly less royalties. Oh. So that actually does affect your royalties. I think it's over, again, I can't remember because an author and I had this discussion because she's like, oh, your file's fairly big. And I was like, yeah, because it's got a lot of images and maps and stuff in it. Um, so I'm kind of wearing a little bit of a, a loss, like not much, like I think it's about 40 cents or something that I'm copying a loss. Again, that adds up. 
yeah. I'm not selling a stupid amount of books, so it's it's not really a huge worry at the moment. But just be aware that the size of your ebook file will can sometimes affect with your percentage of royalties that you do get. That's I'm um, glad you said that because I I had not heard that, and I listened I, to a I, lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I I did not know until like. Um, two weeks ago my book's been out a few months and I'm just like ah yes um because if also if you go on to Amazon and you can actually see the listing it's like oh this file is like slightly larger and it may take longer to download um yeah so th- that's why it says that like it is it is a big file like yeah. she's got a lot of images and stuff and beautiful beautifully high resolution sort of images on the ebook so I'm just gonna cop the cop the loss with that one um, it's been not, really great, place, so. though, like, you know, for especially, you know, just anybody like thinking about, you know, like having to eat that cost versus putting out what type of product you want to put out. So I think that's like, I, I haven't heard that. So I'm glad, so glad you said that because now it's going to be something that I think about and talk about because that's like, I have not heard that. So that's like crazy. That's, that's a huge part of your planning process right there, right? For, for anything well, that you're putting through there. I mean, that's, that's crazy to me that I haven't heard that. Well, we only picked that up because, you know, my other friend, because she's, she's launching her, she's launching um, a publishing house and a book and a bunch of other things this year. Um, and so they're, like, her and her partner are really into, like, the legal side at the moment and reading the fine print and oh, stuff. Yeah. So that's how she, like, picked up on it. And, again, it's not like Amazon's trying to hide it. It's it's in the fine print. Oh, like, yeah, it's yeah. It's great it's just like how many people actually read terms and conditions. Um, yeah. I'm really bad for that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you learn something new every day. And that was just something that I learned quite recently that sort of imparting on that to other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Like that's, again, I think that, you know, in terms like me, right. Like I was going to add a couple of different things to different pages and stuff. And, you know, just a few images here and there. And now I'm thinking that maybe I'll wait to, get trilogy one out and then maybe add some things after I'd made a little bit more for trilogy two. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's just an amazing thing to know for planning, especially for our audience. Cause you never know, you know, again, like they might have, you know, more master images or something like somebody like Sean Crow, I'm thinking, right. Like where he has a lot of images in his. So I'm actually curious to ask him now um, if he knows that even uh, like he might, he's smarter than I am. I know that for a fact. So Hopefully, like uh, if, you're, if you're able to compress the file enough where it's smaller, yeah, um, yeah. it gets into all tech stuff and, you know, there might be ways I could compress the file more and I've got enough things on my plate to worry about. So yeah, I'm just yeah. kind of rolling with the punches on that one. So yeah. I, just think it's gonna, I just think it's great. Like, it's a great thing to know for planning. I feel like I'm really glad that you brought it up. So that's definitely something I'm going to be thinking about. So I think a lot of people are going to be in the same boat. Oh man, man, we got, we got, it's funny. I feel like we got more out of now than uh, questions last time. Um, but again, it's, you know, with the book launch, right. Versus doing the, the pre-work. And that's why I wanted you to come back really around this time, you know, to kind of see how things were. I feel like a lot of people learn a lot of different things or, you know, things come to light or, you know, I'm a teacher. So reflecting for me is always a, a big thing. I feel like it's a, a helpful learning tool. I was hoping we could apply it today to your book launch process and I feel like it's helped a lot. So it's definitely helped me out a lot. So I hope our audience gets a lot from it. Uh, so yeah. I'm just really curious. This is a, a really quick question for you. 
So, it, you know, you said that, you know, you had written these, uh, you know, the rest of these books out a little bit further in advance. Um, are you still inspired for the writing every day? Do you feel like you need to get something down? Has it been a little harder? Um, you know, how do you just keep that, that drive alive to keep writing and not just fall down flat and take well, a I think the moment, At the moment, I'm not doing a lot of draft working. Mm. So, you know, I'm not writing in the way that I, like, as aggressively as I was last year. So I'm more in the editing phase at the moment. Um, but I think because I've got that timeline and I've got more of a, a schedule that I'm keeping to a lot more strictly this year and I know how busy things are going to get. So I'm kind of trying to punch out as, as much as I can, as early as I can and Smart. yeah, getting to, and getting to that point. But in terms of drive, like I've, I haven't lost the spark to write book three. Um, I think once I finish, just kind of taking a baby step. So once I finish book, uh, the sapphic one, and that's with beta readers, I'll probably jump back onto book three's draft um, and hopefully just try and start getting chapters out because I know that one's going to be, it's going to be a big book as well. <laughs> um, I reckon, and I'm, I always hate trying to guess how many words because I thought, book two would be about 130,000 words and it ended up about 30, 40,000 words bigger. Um, so I'm going to say tentatively about 180 to 200,000 words for book three as well. Like, I think it's just going to be a much bigger book as well. Um, a lot more mysteries to address, a lot more sort of battles and the, the books just keep getting bigger and bigger in scope. And I'm just like, ah, oh, yes, <laughs> just, just getting there. Yeah. Well, I do have to say, though, like in terms of that, like I do know a lot of people who said the same thing as you uh, and have released a bigger second book. And um, I'm thinking of, like Dirk Ashton in particular, um, Christopher G. Brenning is another one. He was telling me, it's like, man, this second one seems like it's going to be really big. But again, I, I think a lot of people have from what I've been listening to and reading and talking to people, it seems like the book two syndrome comes out because, you know, you try to get them the same size and you're trying to fit yeah. much. And then you can't do enough. So I do think a lot more people that I've seen, you know, over the last year, year and a half um, since the pandemic, I think have excelled when they're not afraid to make that second indie book bigger than the first one. And then, you know, be able to tie up. That's what's nice, right, about being indie. Yeah. You know, you can make them fluctuated and nobody seems to care. They just want to read your story and finish it out. Like I've, I've had it in my mind that, and I suspect it'll be the same with my, my Suffolk series as well, that my book one like book ones are always going to be probably the smaller of always yeah. of my series and then the books will progressively get bigger and bigger um i think book three and book four probably won't have too much of a word difference um again this is me just kind of loosely how i planned it in my head so i think both should have probably a, a fairly similar word count um it was just book one was like more of a physical journey across a location um whereas book two whilst it's all sort of occurring in the same city and it's much more condensed locality wise there's a lot more events cool. battles there's a lot more fighting um a lot more attacks a lot more mysteries so there's a lot more to unpack in book two which mm -hmm. was really fun to write i had a lot of fun <laughs> picking apart and doing research on city sieges oh, um cool. When you say siege, you got me. Like I'm a huge, I'm a historian, so I, I love, I love sieges. <laughs> well, book two essentially is just one giant siege, and like Act Four, which is like twenty chapters, um, it's essentially the 
the last big battle. So there's a lot, a lot happening in this book. Um, there's a lot, just general events, a lot of fighting, a lot of inner sort of storylines that are all, you know, inevitably sort of connect up at the end. Um, oh, I just realized. So 90% of the, the point of views are all in the city and then there's one point of view that's literally across an ocean and on a random ass island. Um, so there's there's two locations, but predominantly it's all in, in the one city with the siege and battles. Um, it's a lot more, I will say, if you're going into book two, it's a lot more, there's a, a lot more violence, well, a little bit more, um, a little bit more violent, a little bit more sort of darker themes that are sort of a little bit more explored in this one. And it is a little bit more mature in terms of sort of some spicier scenes um, than book one, because book one was very mild in a lot of those respects. Mm -hmm. uh, book two definitely uh, ups the ante on that, which I knew. And again, that's why I'm not writing for 14 year olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that write YA fiction, this is just not what this series is for, so yeah. to speak. So, no, I feel like that makes total sense. You got me really intrigued now with just saying that with the point of views. Now I'm like, I got to know. <laughs> okay, I have to, to get through book one and now I got it. I like just that's a cool writing point. Like, I just, it's interesting. I have to, I have to figure it out now. <laughs> like, I have to get to that point. So, that's really cool. I like that. I, I know already I'm going to like that a lot. Uh, is there anything, uh, lastly, that, you know, you want your readers or audience to know uh, maybe you know, about you as an author, maybe something you've learned, you know, over this uh, book launch process, um, you know, anything, anything new that we didn't get to last time? I think we've pretty much covered all the lessons that I've learned over the past few months. And obviously over the next few months, I'm going to be learning more lessons. Um, but if anyone is interested with the writing process, with where I'm at, if you have finished book one and you're looking for something to tide you over, you know, to learn a bit more about the world and the, and some of the characters, um, they will, you know, sign up for my newsletter. Um, there are more short stories and cool. um, kind of feeding into the lore a little bit more. So none of these short stories will be taken will be taking place during the events of the yeah. books. Um, I would say probably read book one first before you start reading these short stories. Not that they're spoilers. A lot of them are set hundreds of years before the event of book one. But if you've read book one, you kind of go into it and you're like, oh, I know who this person and this person mm -hmm. is because these short stories aren't going to be spending a lot of time with going with reminding the reader specifically yeah, who this yeah. is a lot of them are written with the assumption that you have read book one and that you're tiding over and that's just how I kind of bit the bullet and decided that I was going to be doing those short stories I mean, that makes sense um, we have people that are already there you know for book one generally and then it's the tie over so that makes sense from a yeah. writer standpoint yeah like for you know for instance you know the last queen which is the title of the first short story does follow the last queen of the dragon is which obviously it's not a spoiler the start of book one literally shows like you learn about the ruins so and it's very heavily it's very clear in the start of book one that the dragon is gone their kingdom you know fell to ruins so some of these short stories are going to be about the final days the final months um, because obviously the diary entries all through book one 
track a lot of those events. Um, and these short stories will expand on that. So you'll actually get more interactions between um, certain characters that are some characters that might potentially be alive in the, you know, in book one, others, their fates are unclear. So, you know, without giving anything away. So it's more just exploring the world and giving people a little bit more context. And to be honest, short writing short stories is fun and easy to do. So yeah. it kills a bit of time. Yeah. And it means I can procrastinate on editing. Yeah, it's fair. It's nice though that you give people, you know, that little in between. I think that's, again, I think that's a, a great uh, advertising ploy right there to keep them in your world and keep them coming back. Cause they're gonna be like, I need to know what happens. And particularly if they like your characters or your world building, things like that. I think it just keeps coming back, you know, coming, keeps them coming back to you, which I think is a, a great marketing strategy in itself. Yeah. So I really, I haven't thought of that. So I'm actually going to be thinking about that a lot more. So it, it's, it's super easy to do because writing like a short scene or, you know, you've, you've written all this backstory and all this yeah, wonderful yeah. lore. And sometimes it's just easier to write, you know, a 2000 word short story of yeah. that particular event physically occurring um, and to actually get your readers to, you know, really immerse themselves into that moment. And it, it does help sort of connect them more to your world. Yeah. No, I think it makes total sense. I think it's a, a fabulous idea. I know Dirk Ash, uh, sorry, I know Rob J. Hayes was talking about doing that um, with the, like the never die, um, sorry, mortal techniques. Uh, so in between a couple of books, like he was like, had a, oh, no, I'm going to totally blank on what the guy's name was, but one of his characters, he did a short story. Everybody loved it so much. He just did it in, you know, in place of, another book and he was trying to hold them off and then they're like oh we want this person oh century blade they're like we want a whole book now about century blade because that was such a cool short story uh so he's like it worked because it kept them in you know before the next book but he's like now nah, i gotta go try and write a whole another book based off of this character that everybody loved so i was like that's a really good idea so you're the second person that i've heard that from within the last like week so i think that's a, a great strategy just to keep people yeah. you know, going back to your writing and in your world well, look, before anyone does sort of jump, like reads the short stories and was like, yeah, we want more. There is, and it's very loosely, very tentative. Like, I think it's only got a couple of um, pages of notes and stuff. Um, there is a spin-off series, like a prequel spin-off series that I'm toying with the oh, Dragony cool. series. Um, but that is, I'm not even going to start writing that until the first series is done and potentially so don't expect the first book of that to be out for like another four years maybe so but keep it in the back of your mind before I get a few emails going can you write this story because I have plans I have so many plans yeah, I just have <laughs> as I said to my wife last night she's like how you doing I was at my computer with this urban fantasy thing like I guess historical fantasy and I'm just like, I'm doing well. She's like, you don't have writer's block. I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't have enough time to write everything down. I'm like, I, I usually just go from one to another if something's blocking me. So I'm like, definitely understand that feeling. There's too much to write, not enough time in the day or in a year. So <laughs> definitely understand that. All right. Well, I, again, really, really want to thank you for coming on with us again. I learned a lot the first time we had such a great conversation. I was really glad that we could have another one, particularly after your book launch and you know, kind of look at some of those things we talked about um, that you were going to do and, you know, thinking about doing. And it was nice to see, you know, um, what you said about what worked and what didn't work. And you had a lot of really great stuff to say in terms of just things for me and myself. So that's why I'm doing this. First of all, it's for the audience, but it's also for me. So I'm 
also learning in the process. So you definitely gave yeah. me a lot to think about. This is actually one that I'm going to say, come back to particularly, um, hopefully next summer when I'm ready to publish uh, a couple of books and things like that uh, and get them good to go. So um, thank you so much. I learned a lot. It was awesome. Uh, again, keep us in mind for the future, you know, for either book, both book, if you just want to come by and, you know, you want to scream to us in the void or whatever, um, you know, feel free to come on and do that. Um, <laughs> we'll chit chat about whatever. Uh, but again, thank you so much for coming on and again, being accommodating with your schedule. And again, I hope that, you know, everybody that I've seen, uh, including myself, who has bought the book goes and please do reviews. I just want to mention again, you know, for everybody that it's so, so important, particularly for indie authors. And I've had a lot of friends recently, uh, like yourself, who have released books and I review every book that I, um, that I read. So I really would love people, if you're listening, please go and pick up whoever's book. <laughs> and hopefully everybody's that we've had so far on the show. Yeah. Please make sure you review and tell your friends, okay? Because it'd be awesome to help people with sales and things like that. Uh, but I want to, you know, wish you luck with the rest of, you know, the book sales. I hope it spikes back up like Will White's did uh, for the Cradle series. And then, you know, you'll just have to uh, write more short stories in the meantime and get the rest of the books out there. I'd love to see a prequel series too. You just already from what you've told me, it just to me sounds very interesting. What I've read of the, the first book so far sounds really great. So sounds very immersive and that's the kind of world that I like. So uh, I wanna tell you again, have a good rest of the day. I know it's Sunday there and hope you get some rest and uh, relaxation, get some good writing done and hopefully we will see you soon in the future, okay? Okay. Perfect, Bye. have a good rest of the day and I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.